To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message uh, this morning on this second Sunday in Advent is from the Old Testament, uh, Isaiah chapter 11. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. A shoot will spring up from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who was and who is and who is to come, who came so many years ago in Bethlehem's manger, who comes to us daily through his holy word, and will come again on the last day to judge the living and the dead, my beloved. I think about this time in the season of Advent, it's good to make a seasonal course correction. A course correction is the process of correcting the flight pattern of an airliner that takes off and make sure that it's on course. Uh, today that's all done by GPS. Also, uh, spacecraft, when they get off their trajectory, get them back on the right path with that GPS. The proper godly emphasis of the season of Advent is to focus our attention on the incarnation. That's what Christmas is all about. The incarnation, God coming into the flesh. Our God who created the universe becoming a baby. And this is a big deal. No wonder people have been celebrating it for centuries with lights and celebration and songs. God becoming man. It's worth a celebration of joy and thanksgiving. And it's also a time in Advent not only to make preparations for the celebration of the Incarnation, but also preparation for the consummation, the very last day for mankind here on planet Earth when our Savior will return in great glory. And until that time, it's a time for us to be involved in daily contrition and repentance and be prepared in faith for the Christ child who will return in power and great glory. But as we attempt to do that this Advent season, there are a whole lot of distractions that try to take us off course off of our focus on the manger. Oh, sure, at this time of the year, there's excited children who can't wait for the day. <clears throat> but at the very same time, there are also Thanksgiving sales and Black Friday and Cyber Monday and stress and so much to be accomplished with so little time, and sometime even throw in a few domestic disagreements, and the lights that you're putting on the tree and they won't work, 
what I want, what I don't have, and then for some there is depression or loneliness or sadness. Because let's face it, we all want a perfect Christmas. But sometimes we're just not going to be happy. It can't be that way. And just in the nick of time, Isaiah comes softly to offer us some course correction to help us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Isaiah says it this way, a shoot will spring up from the stump of Jesse. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like to cut down trees. It takes so many years to grow. I know we had to cut one down here in the corner of the church, open up some area. Roots were growing into the building. Had to cut down two trees in my backyard, one because the big, huge branches were going in the uh, neighbor's electrical wires. And uh, one time, a big, huge tree, and the, the roots were starting to, uh, I think, worried that they were going to penetrate my basement walls. And so I had some tree removal people come in there, and they brought their chainsaws, sawed it all down, what was left but the stump. Now this morning, Isaiah is not talking about the stump of an elm or an oak or even a pine. He's talking about a family tree, a genealogy. Actually, a family tree of kings ordered by God. Perhaps some of you remember this Old Testament story. 1 Samuel 16, the Lord said to Samuel, I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I see a king for myself among his sons. And so Samuel went and started looking at the, the, the men of the family, the boys of Jesse. He looked at Eliab and said, Certainly this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or how tall he is, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not look at things the way man does. For a man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass by in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chose this one either. Then Jesse had Shema pass by, but Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Is that all of the young men? Jesse said, There is still the youngest, but he's out tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send for him, for we cannot sit down to eat until he comes. He sent for him and brought him in. David, David had fair skin and striking eyes and was good-looking. The Lord said, Get up, anoint him, because this is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. The Spirit of the Lord rushed on David with power from that day forward. God originated his line of kings from whom a Savior would be born one day. And the very first king was David. You know him, the shepherd boy, you know, who um, killed big Goliath with uh, one stone out of his slingshot. 
the one who committed adultery with Bathsheba and who repented. Solomon was his son. He was the second of the kings. Actually, there were 22 kings from the line of Judah, from Jesse, from David's family, for 400 years. And at the end of those 400 years, God's people turned so rebellious and so disrespectful and major disregard and contempt for their Lord God and for His grace that God sent an enemy army from another nation, wiped out the city, tore down the temple, took the people away into captivity for 70 years. You might say that God chainsawed the tree down. Only a stump left. No more kings. No more savior from the kings. And that stump was dormant for 600 years. But then something happened. A little bud. A little bud from the dead stump. A little sprout. A little shoot. So tender so fragile, so looking so unimportant, so obscure, so insignificant. When everything looked dead for God's promise, a pregnant virgin and her betrothed ambled into Bethlehem, Jesse and David's hometown. And in the dirt of a stable, they laid a baby to rest in a manger. The line of kings was still alive. The house and lineage of David, Jesse. You see, God always keeps his promises, even when they're not expected. And Isaiah, in his kind way, gives us such a Explicit description of this shoot, this branch. Says uh, he's going to be powerful, might. He's going to be a judge between the children of God and the wicked. He's going to be righteous. He's going to be holy. And he's going to be a bringer of peace. It's kind of interesting the way that Isaiah expresses that when he says that um, the wolf will dwell with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the young goat, the calf, the young lion, and the fattened calf together, and a little child will lead them. No more predators, no more animals of prey, no more death, no more animals eating animals. Perfect peace. Even it says a a child can uh, play with snakes. No problems, no pain, no death. He's a bringer of perfect peace. The bringer of peace, that little sprout. Peace from Black Friday. Peace from Cyber Monday. Peace in loneliness. Peace to shut-ins in wheelchairs and hospital beds. Peace in a room where there are no Christmas decorations. Just the Son of God, a baby in a manger for you and for me. 
peace among those animals in Isaiah's illustration, no death, no hostility. God says, I have been reconciled to you through my son. I love you. Come to me. And God's peace also brings peace and harmony between the children of God, who in spite of all of their difference, care for one another. Even on Black Friday, or when we're grieving, or sick, or lonely, or depressed. And then there's the perfect peace of heaven also illustrated by Isaiah in that illustration. A real place. A real place with a Savior. No more grief, no more depression, no more stress, no more worrying about what you have or what you don't have. And it isn't, a, it isn't sort of a, a short-lived happiness, uh, sort of like Christmas, you know, after a while the toys break. A place where there are no more seasonal course corrections because our complete attention will be at the Lamb, to the Lamb before the throne. And so this morning from your pastor, I wish all of you a truly blessed Christmas season. Focused on the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Make Him the center of your attention. Make Him the center of your preparations. The shoot from the stump of Jesse, so fragile in a manger, so powerful in reality, so compassionate with Christmas sinners like you and me who are not always happy. A little sprout who gave of himself everything so that you might have peace, along with it joy, along with it hope, because you know that's really all you need because when you have that through Jesus Christ, you have everything. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit,